you're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, here's what happened about 45 minutes before we started. Chris O'Brien calls, and he is not the kind of person who takes a flu shot every year. And I'm not going to say that made him contract the flu, but he didn't sound so good. So I told him to take the evening off or the day off or whatever it is. Indeed, I'll spend this time with our special guest, Alejandro Rojas from Open Minds. Alejandro, welcome back to the PowerCast. I've got one single question for you. Do you take flu shots? And if not, why not? I do not take flu shots and I don't have a flu issue. So it's like, it's rare I get the flu. And in fact, you know, even though I'm not known as kind of a, a woo-woo kind of guy, I, if I feel, and, I, and there is some, you know, science behind it. When I found that I really started doing meditation a lot and I found like a place to be able to relax, I could also kind of just feel when my body needs to rest. And so often when something like that comes on, I'll rest or meditate and over time it goes away. And really for years, it's extremely rare that I get the flu. So, I mean, if I got the flu every year, I'd probably consider it. I'm not afraid of it, but I figure at this point, if I don't need it, then why do it? You'll wait until it happens. But the problem with that is it's too late. Well, true. But if you get the shot, it's not good for every virus or if the virus is morphed that year. So it's not like it's a something that it's going to work for a certain anyway. So it'll help, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're, you're flu free. So those are reasons. I mean, it's not like it's causing, maybe when I get older, I'll start to do it where it may cause more complications, but I just don't get the flu. Why get the shot if I don't get the flu? Tell right. me that. I will not tell you that because I have no answer. <laughs> of course, as we know, the flu shot's kind of like a diluted version of mm-hmm. a particular strain of flu. And they right. make an educated guess what kinds of flu will be rampant this mm-hmm. particular season. All right. Unfortunately, right. they're sometimes wrong. But I'll right. tell you this, since I've been taking flu shots, which I do religiously every year, mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily a religious person, but I do take it every year. And I have not contracted the flu ever since I did that. Yeah, I mean, I think as I get older, it'll probably be a point where my immune system will weaken and I'll need to do that. But at least right now, you know, I used to get the flu every year, but I was more stressed out. And I think that's what the meditation helped. And there is science behind that. There are studies that show, you know, if you relax, if you're able to, whether it's meditation or whatever you do to relax, if you're less stressed than being too stressed for too long, although it can be benefit you in short bursts, it can be detrimental at long periods of times like we are when we're you know stressed all day at work or something like that. So you got to chill, you got to relax, and that will actually help your body tackle your sicknesses. You'll be healthier. And stay away from people because if someone yeah. else has a flu virus and you shake their hand... Mm-hmm. or something of that nature, well, that could do it. So I just hide from people. That's, That's way another way. <laughs> That's the way I do it. I just stay away from everybody. I live yeah. like a hermit. No, I don't. Before we <laughs> go on, let me just tell our listeners, 
that we really want you to support the show and listen to our second radio show called After the Powercast. And the only way to do that is to become a member of the Powercast Plus. You go to plus.thepowercast.com and you sign up and you get the ad-free version of this show, higher quality audio. Alejandro Rojas will sound just perfect. He sounds perfect now. That way he's even more perfect. And when Chris is here and feeling better, he'll sound just marvelous. In any case, you get that. You get the After the Powercast podcast. We've added some show transcripts. We've got a video up there. More will come. The subscription rate is modest for month-to-month, annual, five-year, and lifetime. I think our rates are on the low side for a premium show. Go to plus.thepowercast.com. Once again, plus.thepowercast.com. We welcome your suggestions to make it better. Alejandro, of course, we're going to talk about the International UFO Congress, which is coming next month. We're talking to him in January, just at the tail end of the month. And he's got some amazing speakers, people that you would not normally expect to see making a speech at a UFO event or even showing up. (laughs) This is going to be really incredible. We'll talk about that. But you used to be associated with MUFON. And before we go on, explain for our listeners what your connection to that organization was. Yeah, well, really, once I really got into this topic, I I lived as a hermit. I mean, if I wasn't at work, uh, at the time I was a corporate trainer, so I was dealing with people a lot, all day, every day. I stressed out, getting the flu. I would go home after that and just read and study and read and study for a year. Well, I don't know, maybe years, probably a couple years even. And finally, I got to the point where I felt I read everything I could read. It was starting to get repetitive online or in print format. And so I decided now I've got to get out into the field. And luckily, you know, I kept, I learned about MUFON during this process and their headquarters was in the town next door. I was in Lakewood, Colorado, and they were in Littleton, Colorado, another suburb of Denver. I went and got involved. Luckily, they had monthly speakers at their organization and got to meet John Schusler, who was the executive director at the time. And I started helping out with the local group. And then uh, we were running the symposium. So people may remember that in the early 2000s, it was in Denver for several years in a row. And I got to be involved with the national organization. James Carrion was then the director at that time. And uh, he brought me on as a director of education, but PR kind of fell under that. And uh, having a journalism background, to me, PR was important. Not only that, the web was getting more and more important. And so really the job became consumed by the PR portion of it. So uh, they named me the the official spokesperson for MUFON. I was just kind of representing them. The great thing about MUFON, even though it's it's a nonprofit organization, I think that at the time, especially even now, But at the time, especially, we got a lot of attention, more attention than, let's say, uh, a normal. I think we had to do less work than than other nonprofits because people were fascinated by the topic, especially – well, funny thing. Last night I was on our local Fox News doing a UFO story, and in Denver – the Fox News out there, they used to run the most uh, UFO stories out there, so I would uh, meet with them quite often. So that's how it all started, from running conferences and doing the PR stuff and then writing and doing my podcast. 
uh, with MUFON. That's how it evolved into Open Minds because, you know, my boss wanted to start a company where he did all of that stuff. And, and so that's why it was a good fit for me to move to the Phoenix area and begin working with Open Minds. That was your training ground. Exactly. Okay. The reason I brought this up is because you're somebody who would be in the know about what MUFON does. And we'll get into more of this in our next segment. But you're probably aware that back in June, over at a blog called UFO Trail, there was an article called UFO Community Members Weigh In on Dubious MUFON Speakers. And the emphasis Uh was on Jaime Masson. Yeah. And the reason is his connection with the topic that shall not be named, which is also known as Roswell Slides. And we've covered that extensively, so I'm not going to cover that anymore because we all know what happened. We Mm -hmm. all know how it was exposed. We all know how transparent it was. But what bothers me here is that after this, after this event, they're still inviting Jaime Musan to be a featured speaker at a MUFON annual symposium. And the problem I see is that they seem to be tone deaf to what's going on you're looking at a speaker because he fills seats, not because he has factual content to offer. More to come. Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien is, as they say, you know, under the weather. With Gene and Alejandro, you're in the Paracast. I know that a lot of our listeners are interested in UFOs, the issue of giant skeletons found in America, paranormal investigations, and what the top researchers think about such topics. One online magazine has been presenting such unusual information since 1985. It is Alternate Perceptions Magazine at apmagazine.info. Use their search function to find articles on just about every topic imaginable. That's apmagazine.info. Info. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hello, my name is Don Wiskin from HeartDrop.com, the distributors of Extendivite, the number one heart drop that people have been raving about for years. Every February for the last 16 years, HeartDrop.com has had a heart month sale to help you stay heart healthy. For only $115 plus shipping and handling, you can get a four-month supply of Extendivite in either liquid or capsule form to help you get started on your path to better health. Now is the time to stock up. Order what you need. Stay heart healthy all year with the number one heart drop, Extendivite. To order your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website, heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention, Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Today, more than ever, it's imperative that you protect your digital privacy. EDEC Digital Forensics Signal Blocking Anti-Radiation Anti-Surveillance Faraday Bags shield the contents of your phones, tablets, and key fobs from 4G, Wi-Fi, GPS, Bluetooth, NFC, and more. Find us at edecdf.com slash radio or call us now at 805-222-4584. That's 805-222-4584. Radio listeners get 20% off your order. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You do that well. I'm going to have to add you to our roster of favored <laughs> The Paracast enunciators. Isn't that great? It's fun. I love doing it. We have Alejandro Rojas with us, and we're talking about a lot of subjects, but focusing right now on UFO conventions, getting the best speakers. And there's this article called UFO Community Members Weigh In on Dubious MUFON Speakers. And I mentioned Jaime Musan, but in the past, there have been other people who have been questionable. Mm-hmm. So we've had Jan Harzan, the current director of MUFON, on the show, he seems like a nice guy, like a reasonable guy, but he also seems tone deaf to things like this. Mm-hmm. What's your perception? Yeah, I mean, there's two things. There's the UFO community and there's UFO research. Even when I was a spokesperson for MUFON, a lot of what I struggled with was dealing with the UFO community. And my kind of statement was this. Everybody wanted MUFON to do everything. MUFON was like the organization. MUFON had to investigate Sasquatch or anal probes or uh, what is the name of the children that, that are supposedly special or something like this. Uh, I think every grandparent thinks that their kid is a star child or something like that. I'll go and- for the star child. Yes, there's something special about them. In fact, just to bring that up, there was an episode this week of the revitalized X-Files. Mm-hmm. That kind of had a connection with 
special children who have unusual abilities. But let's go past that. Go ahead. Indigo children. So it's like, I think the X-Files was a good example. They tried to tackle everything in the community. And to be honest, that's what the UFO Congress does. The UFO Congress is kind of a populist. We try to encapsulate aspects of the entire field. Although personally, I'm more into the science. And really, that's what MUFON's supposed to be, the science. And I've always said there's a place for the study of science, a place where that credible information that mainstream feels is credible can be brought together. And people who are serious and and have credibility are working in a manner that is credible to the mainstream. And so the topic could be elevated. It's what SETI did. People used to laugh about SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Not anymore. SETI can't do anything without making news. Everything they do, people find fascinating, but they do it in a a very scientific manner. Um, So there's two aspects to this. One, is my view of what MUFON could and should be the SETI. And that's not popular. I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of people would leave MUFON. If I were in charge, I would go in that direction. I would make it truly about what its mission statement is. It would be about science. And I think the media, uh, over time, we would get more media attention. We would elevate the field. And then we would get more participation by people who are really serious about this. And we, I think we'd be able to gain some ground, as opposed to kind of placating the UFO community. And I think that this current administration of MUFON does look more to placate the UFO community. I think they take it upon themselves to try to represent and keep the UFO community together. And I think that's what Jan does. Jan is a people person. He's a great guy. And that's, you know, what he tries to do. What gets lost, though, is that credibility factor. Uh, And I think that's what that UFO trail and those people were concerned about. And I had similar concerns. When you bring Jaime Musan on, who is trying to push this case that's not only been debunked. And once you push a case that's been debunked, it's it's more like you're pushing a hoax. He's been called lately a snake oil salesman, and that's the type of thing he was doing. He was selling some snake oil there. So that's a credibility issue. The hangar one problem and, and the issue with, you know, MUFON having hangar one people at the symposium was the other issue. And the problem with Hangar 1 was they had admitted, and Jan, you know, doesn't shy away from this. He's admitted that a lot of what is in Hangar 1 was scripted. It's fiction that was written by these people. It's not fact. Like Jan said, we provide them with the facts, but unfortunately they mingle it with a lot of fiction. And so you have, he used a 70-30. 70% is fact, 30% fiction. Problem is it makes it all useless because you don't know what's fact or fiction. And one of the issues, and I have a real issue with this too, is one of the problems that they were citing on UFO Trail and this group, and, and you may remember this, is this document, I think they called it document 42 or something like that. But essentially the producers came across this sentence that they really liked that was in this purported document that was supposedly real. They didn't know much about it. So they created a fake document and put this sentence in it. And this document was called something like document 42. And so in Hangar 51, they said document 42 and they they showed it and they highlighted this sentence. It was a fake document. And that really is a problem for credibility. So people were saying, MUFON, why are you faking documents? Well, it wasn't MUFON that faked documents. It was the producers. But MUFON wouldn't 
clarify that. And that was really frustrating. And when I tried to clarify it, there was like this, well, we don't want to upset the producers. Uh, at that point, really, me and the producer certainly didn't see eye to eye on this. And I'm really disappointed that they wouldn't come out and just admit this to the public, uh, just to speak to it, to get MUFON off the hook. But it was the producers who did that, not MUFON. However, this document is an alleged MJ-12 document that I don't believe is is I mean it, it, you know, it comes from a lot of hoax documents. I don't. It's the SOM one hundred and one manual, and a lot of people think that's real. I think Stanton Friedman thinks that's one document that is real. I don't think the history shows that. Um, in some of the Doty research and everything that I've done, that people can find online. Um, but besides that, you know, it's one thing to. Uh, show a document that is allegedly real and make the argument whether it is or not, because a lot of your listeners probably believe it is real. Um, and, and I could be wrong. I, I'm certainly not the authority, uh, when it comes to everything. Um, so, uh, but the document they showed was fake. They created it. They admitted it, um, in the back channels, wouldn't admit it publicly, but it was obvious anyways, it was, uh, in the show. And so those are the things that people were frustrated about, and I can totally understand their frustration. I've always said MUFON Symposium should highlight MUFON work. At our conference, at the UFO Congress, we usually have more MUFON field investigators, state directors, directors of this or that. We have more of those doing them, doing presentations at our conference than the MUFON Symposium does. They don't, they're scared to take this leap of faith of, of just presenting their people because they think, yeah, maybe it won't fill seats. I disagree. I think when you're an organization talking to the public, and that's how we feel when we, we do, do our conferences, that um, we, we are the authorities. People come to us to tell them, Who's good? Who are who's what out there and, and who should I listen to? And when we have a cast of characters that come and talk to them, as long as we're doing a good job and these are good preve- presenters giving them information that they're fascinated by, they're going to be happy and they're going to come back every year. And that's what works for us. That's why we're the largest conference. MUFON should do the same. Confident Let me just that- stop it here because we have to break. We've got more to talk about, about conferences, UFO conferences, and maybe cleaning out the speaker rosters. With Alejandro Rojas of Open Minds, more to come. Chris O'Brien's Under the Weather with Gene and Alejandro. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Holly Thomas, Group Vice President of Cause Marketing for Macy's. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. That's why Macy's is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org.
Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks, all on the nation's best 4G LTE network? Introducing PIX Wireless. Bring your phone and other qualifying devices to PIX and choose a plan starting at only $14 a month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-267-2056 or PIXWireless.com. Spelled P-I-X, wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Alejandro Rojas of Open Minds joins us. We're talking a little bit about UFO conferences. Of course, 
He's responsible in large part for the International UFO Congress, which is happening in February. But I had a question here from one of our listeners at forum.thepowercast.com in the question bank. Creepy Green Light. How's that for a name for you? (laughs) Creepy Green Light. And his avatar is so dark, I can't tell what kind of eyes he's got. (laughs) Okay, so this is a very related question. It says, how do you see the future of UFO conferences as far as the speakers go, do you feel the trend will be to eventually weed out, ban dubious speakers, or do you see conferences continuing to give these folks a platform? This is probably a slippery slope for some conferences, because I know first and foremost, they want to get butts in chairs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that takes us to the entire discussion we've had about MUFON, where they're tone deaf. Yeah. So, I mean, and to finish that thought, MUFON has great people. They should focus on their the great research their people do. And the thing is, that will fill chairs. And this is what the root of the issue, which the you know person asking the question is getting to, is that it's extremely expensive to put on these conferences. I've tried to go it alone to do a conference, and I lost thousands. Most people who put on conferences lose money. And when you lose money at a conference, it's typically thousands. It's not like, oh, I almost made it. I only lost a little bit uh, because of the way it works. So for instance, if you don't fill enough rooms, then you have to pay for a lot more. Whereas if you fill the rooms and certain things are comped. And so you can lose thousands very easily. And this happens quite often. So you go to a hotel mm-hmm. and you set up an arrangement. If you have them sell a given number of rooms and a certain number of people, book rooms, that goes against your overall cost. That reduces it. Exactly. Greatly. Because uh, often they'll say, if you can fill X amount of rooms, you get all the conference space for free. It's comped. But if you don't fill that X amount of room, you could either pay for the conference space or pay for those rooms that you didn't fill. So you have two different, very expensive choices. And so there's, uh, and I feel, you know, conference creators go wrong a couple of ways. One, they're too afraid to fill seats so they choose, I think, you know, the wrong speakers too, is that because they're so afraid of losing money, they raise their prices really high and then they don't get enough people and then they lose a lot of money. It's counterintuitive. You would think if your rates were higher, you would get more money, but then you don't have as many people come. You don't fill those rooms. You end up having these large expenses. That's another thing that we do at our conference is I always fight to keep the price low. And our five-day conference is less than the weekend conferences out there. And so we fill seats and we meet our numbers And I believe that we then do better than the other conferences out there financially as well. So when it comes to choosing the speakers, uh, unfortunately, they're going to keep getting a platform. These dubious people, the the problematic people, I think uh, Jaime, for instance, has speaking engagements in the U.S. uh, in the future. We're not having them this year, uh, largely because of the Roswell Slides issue, issue, honestly. It's hard because... Also, as a conference organizer, at least with us, we don't feature any speakers that we know are lying or are charlatans. However, you know, we're not the end all to say this. So there are times when, you know, like the person's information is not necessarily the best. But the public really likes them and they have a big following. And you know what? We 
are not, it's not up to us. We try to represent the public and what our public readers and the people going to the conference are interested in and what they want to see, as well as what we know is a really good information out there they may not be aware of uh, to present to them. And uh, luckily, we're often right. And so those speakers, they also enjoy. So it's a double-edged sword unless someone is completely false. And another example, another person who I – I'm usually very diplomatic and I don't talk um, poorly about some people. But some people are just very dishonest. Another person I would say is dishonest is Michael Horn. I would never let him come speak at the Congress. I would be completely against that. Or I, I would, you know, be very critical if MUFON chose to have him. Okay. The Missouri MUFON was going to have Michael Horn on. Yeah. He's the American representative for Billy Myers, most of you know. And we had someone named Margie Kay from the MUFON organization. And I told her on the air, and Chris did as well, hey, you can't have this guy. This guy is a completely bogus. We exposed him years ago. And she had no knowledge of this, never checked on anything, never Googled anything. But as soon as this announcement went out, people got the word, told them what was going on, and they disinvited him. Of course, he freaked, but who cares? Yeah, he always freaks. Yeah, some people just don't know. And so um, conference organizers aren't necessarily always thorough researchers, um, you know, and, and researchers aren't conference organizers. So uh, sometimes they just don't know. Well, the difference uh, is, though, the International UFO Congress is not representing itself as a scientific research organization that follows a scientific method. That gives you some more latitude about what you do. And I'll go back to some of my experiences with UFO conferences. I work with Jim Mosley, the late Jim Mosley of Saucer News and Saucer Smear, and in the 1960s, he started sponsoring a monthly UFO event of some sort in New York City. He'd rent a low-end conference room in a hotel at Midtown Manhattan, and they'd bring on speakers. Not all the speakers were the carefully vetted speakers you think about. Some were pretty wacky, but they had fascinating stories. And Jim was presenting nothing more than a place to have a good time. And, of course, that culminated in the 1967 UFO event, the National UFO Conference, where it was in a major auditorium and they had thousands of people and he still lost money. But that's another story. (laughs) Regardless, the point here is he was presenting something that was entertainment. He was also known to perpetrate hoaxes in the UFO field to keep the subject alive. Again, he was approaching this as a place for entertainment, to have an entertaining experience, you know, not necessarily presenting people who were known fraudsters, maybe just people with wacky claims. That's one thing. You, in the International UFO Congress, I've noticed that you've been a little more circumspect in recent years about the speakers you will allow in there. So there are a couple of choices there that we might argue over, but overall, and we'll tell you later, you got some incredible people over there. MUFON, being a scientific organization, they just don't care. They care. They just, uh, it's, you know, it's one of the things that we run across. It's uh, what is science? And, um, you know, it. for instance, when we, and I think this is why we're respected and why we get great speakers too, is that when we approach this, first of all, we're very professional, but we're thinking of the mainstream. Even though our conference is very much around, uh, uh, 
you know, where the UFO community feels more comfortable and they come, we're focused on the mainstream. When we put it together, just like when we put together a story, we're thinking kind of journalistically and we're thinking, okay, if we're to present this topic to the public in an honest fashion, unbiased fashion, what is this what is this topic? What does this topic entail? What are the masses who are interested in this topic or the researchers who are, are talking about this topic? What are they presenting? We don't focus on what we want the public to see. We focus on an honest representation. And I think that's what we have. And um, um, because if I was good to be biased, it would be more towards the science. So that's what we're doing. Um, I think what the problem is is um, – there's not a lot of people don't understand what the mainstream is looking for. When the word credibility comes up, they don't understand how, um, you know, Planet X is not a credible topic, or they don't understand when you say, uh, you know, there isn't proof uh, of something of of alien visitation. They don't understand that. They don't understand what credible proof is. Or- Let's do our break here. Mm-hmm. More with Alejandro Rojas, with Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien's Under the Weather. You're in the Paragast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten. Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't take on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 
mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad. But boy, was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You're sounding like our robot, the Paracast. Yeah, I mixed it up there. Very mixed metaphors. (laughs) We were talking further about, you know, the logic and the choices behind setting up a UFO congress or conference and the things that you have to do. I really want to do here is go in this segment to the guests that you chose I guess partly you can say this is why we chose them, but some of them just never, ever appear at a UFO event. And I'm looking over the list of speakers right now as we talk. And one person who's going to be there, he's going to be an interviewee, Dr. Jacques Fillet. He never goes to these events, ever. (laughs) Ever, ever. How did you get him? Luck. I've been trying to get Jacques Vallée because I'm a huge fan of his um, you probably are. A lot of UFO, especially the, the longtime UFO researchers are. Some are very frustrated with him because he doesn't like being pinned down to say UFOs are all ET. He, like a scientist, says, we don't know. There could be very many other options out there or, or things that we haven't even thought of. But anyway, it's again, I think because of the journalistic aspect, we have a lot of journalists who are friends. Last year, we're very good friends with George Knapp, and that got us Bob Lazar. Um, we're also very good friends with Lee Spiegel. These are like some of our bestest friends, you know, out there. And uh, Lee Spiegel has worked with Jacques Vallée. So uh, some people don't know. They probably know if they listen to my show. I don't know if you've had – I'm sure you've had Lee Spiegel on. We uh, haven't had Lee Spiegel on. We've had Dr. Vallée on a couple of times. 
So some people might not know that when uh, the UN, it was brought to the UN to uh, look at and create a UFO um, uh, department, essentially, it was Lee Spiegel who produced that presentation to the UN uh, when he was a young kid wearing a polyester, or no, it was like a, a some... Can't think of it, but he he had a funky suit and big hair and stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to say. But anyway, he was the one who put that together. And Jacques Vallée is one of the people he brought to the UN to uh, present about UFOs. And that's when their friendship began. So it wasn't until Lee approached Jacques and said, you know, I love the conference. I'm looking for someone to do a Q&A with at the Congress this year. Would you be willing to do that? And Jacques, we had asked him earlier this year. I ask him probably every year, even when I was back with MUFON, if he'll come to the symposium or if he'll come to the Congress. He always says, no, I don't do that kind of thing. And I always kind of slide it in when I feel like our relations is better. I don't even know if he really knows my name, honestly. But um, luckily, I have had contact with him over the years. But he really liked that idea. He said, that I will do. We were shocked. Lee was shocked. I was shocked. And we're shocked that it's actually going to happen. So, yeah, like you said, Valet doesn't even like to go to UFO conferences, let alone participate in them. And he has been getting more and more excited about this. At first, I thought it was going to be like Bob Lazar last year was. He comes in the back door, does his presentation, he sneaks out the back door, he's gone. However, now he wants to have a table that he's going to be sitting at. So it feels like Jacques is going to be in listening to many of the speakers. He's going to be in the vendor room to sign books. He's going to be hanging out with us all week. And then uh, on Saturday, it's our premier event. You know, Lee Spiegel will do a Q&A with him on the stage uh, which is really exciting because that allows us then to ask Valet some of the questions we would want to hear. And anybody listening, if you want to email us some questions you would like us to ask Valet, feel free to do so. And I'll get those to Lee because I have several I'm giving to Lee as well. Um, so it's just really, really exciting. I think it comes back to having a great reputation um, in this field and that we try, we work very, very hard to make sure that attendees and speakers have a seamless experience. And I think that uh, being a lecturer myself, and if you asked people, maybe at least off the record, they'll tell you that being a speaker at an event is often kind of a scary process because you don't know if these people are going to come through with their travel expenses and everything, and it can be uh, difficult. Um, but we make sure that it's seamless and they have a great time and everything's taken care of. And uh, our reputation and our friendships uh we're able to help us get uh, valet. We're glad to have him there. I look forward to talking with him. I only met him once, though. I met him back in the 60s. Wow. When he wrote his first book. We mm -hmm. met him at a hotel room in Chicago. And that was a strange, strange kind of trip because we also went to Wisconsin to see Ray Palmer. Mm -hmm. Same trip. Wow. What an interesting time. Okay. Yeah, I You've lived through some interesting times in the UFO history. And some wonder why I'm still here. <laughs> Let me give you some of the other guests. We have Douglas Trumbull, who's, mm -hmm. of course, a world-class special effects guy, and Mark D'Antonio. And, of course, we know who Douglas Trumbull is. Just look at the movie database about him. Now, obviously, some of our listeners are going to say, David Jacobs? He's controversial more than I ever expected. But, you know, like... 
I, I think, you know, uh, if you're presenting the UFO field, I think you would be remiss if you do not have the ancient aliens aspect represented, um, however you feel about it. And uh, I personally feel David uh, Hatcher Childress is probably the best person. Sir, David oh, Jacobs. Oh, I'm sorry. I got mixed up. Yeah, David Jacobs, I think, you know, uh, he is an important person in this field. I would say if you get into alien abduction, that uh, most people know Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs. I think that they're probably two of the most popular names. And David Jacobs then is here to represent um, that aspect of, of the abduction phenomena in that what they feel is going on and how they came to their conclusions so I think it's fair to represent that. You know, it's the the far negative side of things. Um, and and he's also a professor of history. So that gives him some street cred, some credentials, especially with the mainstream. So I think that, you know, you've got to, if you're going to represent alien abduction, I think you've got to represent um, their side of the story. Well, there's so many different things to say about abductions. And the reason that Dr. Jacobs is demonized is because of one person who will not be named, mm-hmm. who has spent years, years sponsoring a hate campaign against him. Now, maybe we could say, look, someone's entitled to feel that they weren't treated properly, but that became obsessive and that made it worse. At the same time, I don't agree with Dr. Jacobs' approach. Mm-hmm. I think he's really not getting factual information there. I think his techniques need to be revised. But it's fair to present his point of view. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we have a counter. We have a Dr. Joe Lewis, who is a professor also, professor of journalism. And he uh, also believes in the alien abduction uh, phenomena. However, he's on the complete other end of things where everything's positive and nicey-nice. So we're going to have a panel where they're both discussing. Um, You know, I'm a bit... I don't know. I I would not say if someone were to pin me down and say, are alien abductions happening? Are aliens, extraterrestrials coming here and taking people? I would say, I don't know. That people are having and reporting this experience, I think it deserves mainstream psychological attention and others. Um, people are claiming to have these experiences. Why? What is the root of it? I think we don't know. I think it's a big mystery. Um, but I can't say for sure it's extraterrestrial in nature. These people are convinced it is, and uh, they've spent their life doing this sort of research. And they have, you know, if they have PhDs, I don't. Um, we're also going to have Barbara Lamb speak about it. She has a master's in marriage and ther- uh, family therapy, and she's spent her lifetime in that field. So these people have credentials. Um, and so they deserve to be heard. And uh, I'm excited to hear what they have to say, especially uh, in a panel, in a group together, uh, debating, you know, the nature of the phenomena. Have you heard about the latest change in the infamous X-Files conspiracy theory? Yes. I, I mean, Let's I talk about the- this because we're okay. going into popular culture. But the X-Files influence indirectly the UFO field in the 90s and early 2000s. So, of course, the overreaching theory of the X-Files has been that we're being attacked, invaded, visited by sometimes evil ETs. And starting in the first episode of the 
rebooted the reboot, which is a six episode season. It's doing really well in the ratings. The first two episodes doing really well in the ratings. And the first episode, they go into the alien visitation theory. And this is continued in the second episode to some degree. And has it that, yes, there was an alien presence on Earth. It crashed at Roswell. They recovered alien technology and alien creatures getting their DNA. But everything else since then has been the result of a plot by some elements in the U.S. government. But that actually forms the basis of a number of well-known conspiracy theories in the UFO field. Let's go into more of that in a moment. We've got Alejandro Rojas of Open Minds and the International UFO Congress. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Every time he says the Paracast, there is a different voice coming out of his mouth. I almost think Alejandro Rojas is possessed. Yes, there are different entities speaking through me each time. Anyway... Looking at the theory, the government conspiracy theory. So in a sense, X-Files is just echoing a theory that's been around, that a lot of what is happening in the UFO field is fueled by government efforts. Of course, the way they have it is we're using alien technology 
to build our own spaceships or craft. We're using alien DNA to create a hybrid race. Now, how much of that would you take seriously as a real thing, not just science fiction? Well, very little. I think that, uh, you know, they went online and looked at all the craziest conspiracies and they decided how can we mold these together and connect the dots uh, and create this uh, go forward in that direction. And they have. And I think that's exciting for a lot of people. It's exciting for me. I love it as fiction. I think it's really cool. My only concern is, like you said, I think that it's not necessarily people within the U.S. government that are forming this conspiracy. I think it's supposed to be a third party that is looking to take control, like the cabal type of thing. Uh, of a, so it's like this global conspiracy. I, I have concerns that they go so conspiratorial. I hope they don't, aren't saying that it's the U.S. government that's going to kill everybody or, or something like uh, some people online believe because I think that that's – ridiculous. And I think that that's dangerous. And I get really disappointed in people that think their doctors or all their civil servants are against them or trying to kill them. Not only have my family been in civil service, but these that's the opposite. Your doctors, your nurses, your civil servants have often, not necessarily with doctors, but certainly with civil servants, have decided to forego going into uh, you know, corporations uh, where they could get paid much, much more, but instead to work for you, to work for, to help better uh, our nation, just like with soldiers. Um, and your doctors are trying to help you. They're trying to save you. They want you to be healthy. You know, you go to the doctor every, you know, hopefully on a regular basis. Do you think your doctor that you're going to is trying to kill you? If you do, you don't have a good relationship with your doctor and you should probably go to a different one um, because at least it's been my experience with doctors I've known or ones that I've gone to, uh, they are trying to help me. They're trying to heal me. And so uh, these ideas that people have that all these people are after them, trying to kill them or take over their mind or something, uh, it's just really frustrating and it's not helpful I think because we all really do need to work together and people get lost and they forget that's what this country is about. That's what democracy is about. Everyone getting involved and working together to try to improve things, Um, not just assume that they're evil or they're reptilian and so we can't deal with them. So let's go buy a bunker and some guns. Um, Oh, there's my soapbox about that anyway. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it, you know, You have to look for evidence and proof, and you can't just go off of rumors. And often, like when it comes to the media, you'll hear someone like Lee Spiegel or George Knapp get very frustrated when people talk about the media being taken over and them not being able to speak their minds. Because Lee Spiegel will tell you he comes up with his stories. George Knapp comes up with his stories. There's no overlord telling them what they can print and what they can't print. Um, And it's my experience working in with the media that that's the case, that really when you're looking at wanting better coverage, we have to provide them better information. But just like with anybody in the public, you're looking at people who just, this isn't their focus. Once they're provided with better information, they'll write better stories. Uh, Although there are the people out there who like to sensationalize Um, like the UK tabloids, and they're just going to write the silliest stuff out there because it gets some readership. So if you understand the nature of what someone's motive or what they're trying to do is, then you can work better 
within all of these systems. But that means engaging in the systems and getting to know how they work, not disengaging and making assumptions uh, that they're just uh, controlled by reptilians or, or evil or, or, you know. Well, that is the reptilian argument. <laughs> the other speakers, by the way, include Chris Rutkowski, who, yes. of course, has been on our show on a number of occasions, Nick Pope, Nick Redfern. You know, you've got really a lot of blue-chip speakers there, people who have been at events, but not necessarily this one. I just think it's fascinating that you got all these together. You have a few people we might have questions about, but I think overall, you've really got a good range of people there. Yeah, and when I look through it, one key, I think one thing that that is true of all of these people is that they're professionals. They're people focused on their work that I think are genuinely and honestly doing work to figure out more, whether or not you agree with their opinions, they're doing their best in a genuine and honest effort to come up with more information and to share that information. And that's what I appreciate about all of these people. And really, who am I to say if they're they're right or wrong, you know, as long as they're really honestly trying to do something. And I think they are. And that's what I appreciate about all of these speakers. This is the International UFO Congress. So give us the pitch. When, where? The Congress is in the Scottsdale Fountain Hills area, which is just outside of Phoenix. It's essentially now just a suburb of Phoenix. So it's nearby, but it is on an Indian reservation. So it's gorgeous. And that's what I mean by this. You're, you've got a little bit of um, seclusion out there and just the most beautiful desert that you'll ever see. So, And it's a beautiful hotel. It's an upscale hotel at very low prices. So you get a great deal. And it's fun because the UFOers own the hotel. There's nobody at this hotel, but people interested in UFOs and the topic. And you don't get that anywhere else. February 17th to the 21st. So it's five days of lectures. In fact, you can come on Tuesday, actually a day earlier and watch the films for the film festival all day long. And that's free and open to the public. If you have the time and you can watch all the films, you can even judge uh, the top three in each category, short form and long form are shown on Thursday and Friday night. And then Saturday night is where we have the big awards banquet where we have the winners. Uh, another fun banquet that we have is on opening night, which is Wednesday night, where we have a taco bar, but really it is a sit-down meal, and then you get a mingle with speakers and everything. And that's what's nice is that uh, there's a lot of mingling that happened. We don't have the lectures go too late into the day so that people can go and have their evenings to get to know each other, have dinner with the speakers or with your friends that you haven't seen in a while, and just spend a lot of time with like-minded people. So that's what's a lot of fun. We have over 20 speakers this year. We kind of went a little crazy with the doubling up. So we have, for instance, Emily Trim, who is one of the witnesses of the Ruwa aerial school encounter. That's exciting. And she's going to be speaking with a friend of hers. That's an ET researcher. We have Doug Trumbull with Mark D'Antonio. Uh, I think we have another couple of pairs there, but uh, Lee Spiegel with Jacques Vallée. So that just means there's more speakers. And what's really fun about this is that other UFO researchers come. So for instance, we're going to have Yvonne Smith there. She always has a table. She does the experiencer sessions. And we have uh, Stanton Friedman and Travis Walton are going to have tables there. Jennifer Stein, Fate Magazine always has a table. So we have a lot of different people in the community that uh, are there. You, 
and not just you, but Chris O'Brien, you know, they're hanging out and uh, people just get to mingle with a lot of interesting people in this field. A lot of their favorite Going to be fun. If they want to know more about International UFO Congress, where do they go? Uh, they simply go to ufocongress.com. Ufocongress.com. Simply go to ufocongress.com for more information. He's putting on his announcer's voice, but I will do the same thing. Go to ufocongress.com. Once again, that's ufocongress.com to get more information about the speaker roster, to make hotel reservations, to make Congress reservations. How do you like that? That was excellent. Thank and you. I haven't gone as deep as I can go. I can go right down there, but then people wonder what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I was doing kind of a Batman announcer thing. Okay. We have those two. We have Alejandro Rojas, Chris O'Brien's a little bit under the weather. He's not on special assignment, just taking it easy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Barracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
As your body ages, there is a 10% decline in your ability to repair each passing decade after the age 28. By age 40, your ability to repair from demanding manual labor, exercise, or a stressful desk job has declined by 12%. By using One World Way, you supercharge your body's ability to repair and eliminate inflammation. Our unique frequency-encoded whey protein, coupled with our high-quality whey, improves your cell's ability to make protein, which is to say, repair itself. My name is Jonathan Wright, and I'm 40 years old. I recently went from a desk job to a manual labor job. Normally, I'm worn out. With energy-enhanced One World Way, I now recover so quickly that I can perform very hard work all day long. I use Energy Enhanced One World Way for breakfast and lunch, and I experience less hunger throughout the day. I have a 30% increase in energy, and I just feel better. I plan to make Energy Enhanced One World Way a permanent part of my lifestyle. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Alejandro Rojas is joining us as we continue. A question from our listeners here from Blowfish who comes from way on the other side of the world. Not another world, but on the other side. (laughs) First question, what scientific studies of academic research into the study of UFOs have been completed in 2015? Alejandro, what are the best cases of UFO sightings and encounters from eyewitnesses from the 1940s until present day? Which one of these would you pick? That's a lot of ground to cover. We can do one show on all this. Let's start yeah, the exactly. first. Has there been any scientific study of UFOs in 2015? There's been a couple studies. I don't know that I would necessarily call either scientific studies. To me, the closest uh, scientific study would be the analysis of the Homeland Security video from Puerto Rico that came out this year. We're going to have updates uh, presented by Robert Powell, who incidentally is the director of research for MUFON, although this uh, study that he did with other people with scientific backgrounds um, put together uh, is outside of the MUFON scope. It's independent. Um, they tried to do a scientific analysis. And the great thing about their report is that um, they have gotten good responses from other people who try to do scientific analysis in this field, in particular um, NARCAP, who uh, some people might know, you know, do. They're kind of not, NARCAP isn't out there as much with their information, but uh, they have a group of, of scientists who examine pilot cases. And this was a case they got wind of, but they didn't go further with because uh, the witnesses were remaining anonymous. And one aspect of this case, which is really interesting and there's new developments on, 
are, where did this Homeland Security video come from? Why is it out? It doesn't seem to have gone through a declassification process. And interesting enough, Billy Cox of the Sarasota Herald Tribune asked Homeland Security, is this your, your video? And they essentially said it was yes. This is the first time it got confirmed. But they said it wasn't declassified pro properly, and uh, we can't talk more about it because it could give up information to drug dealers. They're going to know where we are and how we do this and that, blah, blah, blah. However, the argument made by the people who did the research is that, well, that video – um, everything that's in it is in the public domain. In fact, the SCU group, the ones who did the analysis, they did a FOIA request to get uh, radar data to confirm the path of the um, unknown, which they did. And uh, that radar data, you know, was given to them through FOIA. That means it was publicly available. So all of this, and, and people can just watch these craft at this airport. It's not like a secret airport in Puerto Rico where these guys fly out of. They're, they're flying out, and you can watch them fly, and you can track them on flight trackers. So none of that information was outside of the public domain. So there wasn't any big risk from releasing uh, the video, but it wasn't it didn't go through proper channels. And so there are rumors that people got in trouble for releasing this. However, the witnesses say that they brought this to their bosses. They said, wow, look at this weird video we got from our infrared. And their bosses said, well, we don't know what it is. Let's send it to the Air Force. The Air Force responded and said, we don't know what it is. It's not ours. And supposedly these guys were told, maybe take it to some civilian UFO researchers and see what they think, which is exactly what they did. And um, the civilian researchers put out this report. I think another interesting aspect is that uh, I've been able to speak with infrared uh, experts, experts who work on those exact um, systems that, uh, that were built for Homeland Security or, or other defense departments use them. And these are the maintenance guys who work on them every day. Now, they want to remain anonymous because they don't want to get in trouble, but I was able to confirm my contact's um, background and everything that I've been in contact with. And he agrees uh, mostly with the findings. He agrees that uh, with a lot of what they have to say. He doesn't necessarily – he says there's not enough data to really tell the exact path or speed of the object – but he doesn't believe it's a bird or a balloon. So I think that's really interesting. There's still work ongoing on that, but uh, I think those guys did a great job as far as sticking to its scientific investigation. We'll put it that way. Okay. But of course, a scientific paper has to be peer-reviewed. And besides being hammered on by different people, that hasn't necessarily uh, undergone that aspect. All right, let's move on to one more thing here. The second part of the question, what do you think of the best cases? Would you even include Roswell anymore, or are we way beyond that? I think Roswell is a good case. I, I still think it is a good case, given all of the witnesses that have come forward uh, with something to say. Uh, we don't necessarily, I don't think, have anything physical. We just have a lot of great witnesses. But in most cases, that's the way it is. You just have a lot of anecdotal information. One of my favorites when I think of this, I think there's a ton of great cases, really. But one of my favorites is 1952, the sightings in Washington, D.C. Now, there are not, I am convinced, there are not any pictures or video from that case. So pictures or video you see from the 1952 Washington UFO sightings are either recreated or mistakenly from that period. They're not from that period. However, we do have 
um, Ruppelt's book. So the guy who was in charge of Blue Book at this time and his accounting of the entire thing. And we have the Blue Book files. So you have radar. You have jet scrambled. You have pilots saying, I was chasing this thing and it could outmaneuver us. Oh, I don't know what it is. You have um, radar. You have Blue Book officials in the radar tower watching this whole thing going down, scratching their heads, not knowing what it is. You have officials from the Air Force saying these are not temperature inversions prior to the official announcement coming out that they are temperature uh, inversions, that it's just a radar anomaly. But that doesn't, of course, account for witness testimony, including the jet pilots. So I think that's an extraordinary case that uh, even Ruppelt, uh, who is in charge of Blue Book, said that was not a case closed. We don't know what that was. And it was a bit of a snow job that they essentially you know, just wanted the public to forget about it so we can move on. Those are some examples of my favorites. There's other Blue Book cases we've covered like in our magazine or online that are great. Uh, I think the Iran case, I think, is a really monumental one. That's in my mind because uh, John Greenwald came and spoke with Phoenix MUFON recently. He's also going to be speaking at the UFO Congress. But he, he really talks about this Iran case from 1976 where some Iranian jets chased uh, uh, objects similar to uh, the 1952 case. The reason that's really important is because our embassy then inquired for our defense um, about that case, and that's on record. And so in 1976, way after the Air Force Blue Book file was closed, and years after, since the Air Force had been claiming we're not interested in UFOs, this document proves they were interested in UFOs and very interested in this Iranian case. Um, so that shows that there was interest by the government into UFOs. And that interest arguably continues to this day, um, just not in official capacity. Well, we'll continue with more of this, more of the most interesting UFO cases, according to Alejandro Rojas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. This robotic thing of yours, your robot voice, seems to get precedence over all the other voices you do. Alejandro, any reason? It's fun. That's it just a lot of fun we'll have to have you become a robot put you in a robotic uniform or something really make it work now i wanted to ask you here about an article that you did over at open mind since we're talking about the government and what it knows called the government says it has lost more ufo files what where how the government lost more x files john greenwald i'm a huge fan of and the black vault and this is why 
this story is a big reason why. And I think this story is a big deal and a similar one that happened recently. So this story is regarding files from the Defense Intelligence Agency. In 1996, when John Greenwald was a high schooler and he first started all of this, this was some of the first UFO files that he got through the Freedom of Information Act. However, some of these files are redacted. So in other words, they're blacked out. You can do something called an MDR, which is requesting the government to relook at these files to see if some of the information that has been blacked out has been declassified. So thus we can now see some of the information. This is exactly what happened a couple years ago in a document about spy planes that had information about Area 51 redacted. An organization, I'm sure many people, but they responded to one organization in particular of uh, that's more well-respected. They had an MDR on this document. The government unredacted information about Area 51, and so it hit the news. Area 51 is real. CIA finally admits it's real. So that's an example of how the MDR works. However, the DIA has recently told John in so many words because they're really – I don't think that it's necessarily that they're trying to trick John with complicated wording, I think unfortunately that uh, bless their hearts, they don't write very well. And so they're not very clear in their writing. But essentially they're saying we've lost the original files. All we have are the redacted files. So if we don't have the uh, originals, we don't know what was in the blacked out. So we can't unredact anything for you. So that's really unfortunate. That means the DIA lost their UFO files, which is kind of ridiculous. What makes it doubly frustrating is that this happened to John last year as well with more important files. And these are the NSA UFO files. So these are the ones that Stanton Friedman's are always bringing up and showing people these blacked out documents. And he says, look, if they have nothing to hide, why are they blacking out these documents? What Stanton is showing you is called the Yates affidavit typically. So there's a group called Cause headed by a lawyer. And in the 70s, they sued for UFO files to get them from the NSA because the NSA denied their FOIA about UFO files. NSA said, no, these documents are too sensitive. They wrote a report to the judge called the Yates Affidavit saying, here's why they have to remain secret. And the judge agreed, yep, the NSA has to keep these secret. These are not coming out. The affidavit, the the document they wrote to the judge is mostly redacted. It's all blacked out. And that's what Stanton's showing. Over the years, finally, they did release their UFO files. However, they're all whited out which is less interesting than the blacked out. So I think they did this so Stanton wouldn't go around showing these blacked out files anymore. But regardless, most of these files are whited out. There's very little information. So last year, John said, hey, put in an MDR. Can you now finally show us what was in these NSA files? And the NSA came back with the same answer as the DIA. Sorry, we lost them. We don't have the unredacted originals anymore. Tough. So that means that all of that information, whatever it may be, is completely lost. And if you see the example of the DIA file that I put with this story, it's really interesting. It's talking about a UFO sighting. And for some reason, large portions of this document are blacked out. And now we're never going to know what was in that. Uh, The NSA files include even more hundreds of pages of this information, which is probably fascinating and certainly pertinent to UFO researchers. I'm not so much of a big conspiracy guy, but it's like, how can you take them serious? How it makes it hard to believe they've lost these documents? Or is it that they're just not willing to share and they're lying? 
it, it's fascinating and, and it's really kind of mind blowing, uh, this whole experience John has gone through. And I think it's excellent that John is doing this hard work to uncover some of this sort of stuff. My only problem with John Greenwald is getting involved in releasing the Project Blue Book files and claiming they were unique when they weren't, when they were already online. That's not true, though. That's a total misrepresentation of what he did. Okay, tell me what he did. So what he did is there was a gentleman, because this gentleman came to me as well. If I could have done what John did, I would have done it myself. And we're still in pursuit of possibly doing this. But this guy got all of the scanned documents that were on a site called Fold3 of the Blue Book files. And he said, hey, we need to post these somewhere because Fold3 doesn't make them easily accessible. And for a period of time, you could only download a certain amount before you had to pay. But the fact is that these Blue Book files were available elsewhere. So the Blue Book files are public domain. They belong to you. They belong to me. I've done FOIA requests, and I know very well once I post that information I get via my FOIA request, it belongs to everybody. John Greenwald knows very well once he posts that information, it belongs to everybody. And there's precedence. People have been sued, and there is precedence that if you go and scan a government document, you cannot claim copyright over government documents. Those belong to the people. The complaint here, and I want to just cut to the chase, is that the particular version he used Mm -hmm. from this particular source, Mm -hmm. they had no copyright claim on it. And that is the problem, even though they're going after him. And that's what it comes down to, is that they can claim they have a copyright on it and they can sue you. And so then as a John Greenwald, for instance, you have the choice. Do I, as some guy with a young family who doesn't make a six-figure income, I'm guessing, I, I know him pretty well, I know that he's not well off. You know, do I go hire a lawyer and try to spend thousands and thousands of dollars that I may be able to recover if I win? Or do I just give it up and say, fine, you win? The latter is what he did. A lot of big companies bully people these way, this way. They will. They know that the person that they're suing doesn't have the funds to defend themselves, so they know that the cease and desist will work. And, and th- it's a tactic. It's a bullying tactic. But often, if they're going up against a bigger fish who has the funds to defend themselves, they'll just say, mm, not worth it because we're just going to spend a lot of money and look like a bunch of jerks. So I don't think they would have done this to another person. But I personally feel like a lot of other people who were writing about this, that um, it, it was wrong of them to make that claim. Uh, these are government documents that, are, that do not belong to them. They belong to everybody. So there's no sense in trying to assert exclusive rights for these things. Well, that I understand. I just think maybe he overdid it in claiming exclusivity because, again, you can get Project Blue Book documents from a lot of places. This may have been a good format, and I understand that, Mm -hmm. but, you know, hopefully this will eventually resolve itself. In the meantime, you do a Google, you want to get the Blue Book documents, it's certainly out there. And the thing I wonder about when I look at- But they're not like that. They're, They're difficult. As a researcher who uses them often- I now go to these files that this guy, because I downloaded them, like two gigs worth of files. So I now use that because otherwise it was cumbersome and difficult. And that's what was great about what John did. He had them in a PDF searchable format. So it made it very easily to access. And there are amazing cases in the Blue Book. The Blue Book unknown cases, there are some extraordinary cases there. 
This is interesting. You know, let's get into some of this. We have all these interesting cases that occurred so early on in the UFO field. And you wonder how many cases since then have duplicated those things, like Washington, 1952, summer of 52, one of the most incredible UFO flaps ever, UFOs caught on radar, simultaneous visual sightings. How many cases, when you look at this group in the 1940s and 50s, how many cases are as sensational in the 2000s anymore? I'll ask you for that response in a moment. We've got Alejandro Rojas with Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paragast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Today, more than ever, it's imperative that you protect your digital privacy. EDEC Digital Forensics Signal Blocking Anti-Radiation Anti-Surveillance Faraday Bags shield the contents of your phones, tablets, and key fobs from 4G, Wi-Fi, GPS, Bluetooth, NFC, and more. Find us at edecdf.com slash radio or call us now at 805-222-4584. That's 805-222-4584. Radio listeners get 20% off your order. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks, all on the nation's best 4G LTE network? Introducing PIX Wireless. Bring your phone and other qualifying devices to PIX and choose a plan starting at only $14 a month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-267-2056 or PIXWireless.com. Spelled P-I-X, wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, the question on the table. Going way back to the UFO history, all the incredible sightings that Project Blue Book recorded. Are we getting anything near as sensational in now not really. And I mean, a lot of those Blue Book cases, those ones that I'm talking about that are great, you know, the Blue Book unknowns, there were a certain amount of them. And, and you can, Ruppelt's book, you, you, got, you guys got to look at this. It's called, you know, the, the Report on Flying Saucers, I think. Was, he even says, this would have been my report if anybody bothered to ask me to write one about my work for Blue Book. This and, is called the Report? On unidentified flying objects it is probably in the public domain at this point. It so, is, right. So check it online. Now, here's an interesting thing about it. Let me just mention this. Uh-huh. Okay. There are actually two editions of this book. Mm-hmm. The first edition kind of creates the impression that Ruppelt really believed there was something to the mystery. It wasn't just conventional. And then he adds three more chapters, which was published around the time of his death, a newly updated edition where he basically says, In response to the question about whether he believes in UFOs or whether they are real, he says, I'm positive they don't, in reference to whether they exist. Did you see that chapter? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's interesting. I get the sense that he was kind of browbeaten into it because once he left the question open with the original book, from what I understand, there was they they were concerned that he had written the report anyway because uh it, you know, they're, they're trying to close this can of worms and not uh, exacerbate it. And then the second uh, is he probably just got harassed so much, it seems like, about keeping the question open that uh, he finally just wanted to close the book and say, okay, look, there's no UFOs. Leave me alone. Now, according to Major Kehoe, in a book he wrote around that time, he said that Rupel told him he was under severe pressure from his former Air Force bosses to mm. do something after that book came out. I mean, I could see that because, um, but, you know, even in his book, you get the sense that regardless of what they thought about the phenomena, they didn't want the public making a big deal out of it. And so they're, they're 
biggest priority was just to get the public to shut up and leave them alone about UFOs, which was really an impossible task, a task which they never accomplished, I don't think. Well, it got him off the hook, but he was under a lot of pressure, probably not super healthy either. He died shortly thereafter of a heart attack, and he was what, late 30s? Yeah, he wasn't very old. So, sad story. But luckily, we do have his book, because it tells this incredible um, story, but uh, you you definitely get the idea that, um, you know, in Grudge, during because there was Project Sign at first, and there was Grudge, and then there was Blue Book, that Grudge... Uh, they really they re-looked at the UFO files and they kind of claim them. If they felt there was any question, they took it out of the unknown category and slapped an answer on it, which means that those that were left as unknown, uh, you know, they couldn't as easily just um, to do that with. So it means that they're strong cases and they are strong cases. But I think the question was, do we have those going on right now? And uh, we sort of do, but I think that at least when it comes to the military, they're better at locking those down. I mean, now they can say we don't investigate UFOs, so we have nothing to tell you about about these potential UFO cases. Um, and then when it comes to police, you do still see some of those, but they really come from uh, the media. I think it was Michigan which was impressive, a UFO case where the police um, representative uh, had spoke to the press and he said, yeah, our guys saw it too and we don't know what it was. Uh, And that was pretty impressive. But yeah, the cases, so I think for those reasons, because people don't talk about them as much, they're more clamped down. NARCAP, who we talked about, who researches the pilot cases, they don't really share their findings or or their cases. Um, So we don't have a whole lot of pilot cases. You have some strong ones like um, Obama's ex-pilot talking about UFO cases. But then we have some others that happen, like Chicago O'Hare, I think, was an amazing case. That was, what, 2008 when uh, the UFO hovered, allegedly this dish-shaped object hovering over one of the gates at Chicago O'Hare Airport, uh, the United Workers. It was over a United gate, uh, and some pilots saw it. And then it shot up and punched a hole through the clouds and um, that the United personnel um, were told not to talk about it. Well, that is certainly one way. Yeah. So I think they, they may happen. We just don't hear about them. Well, they certainly got out of the game, and certainly that was a really smart way to dump the UFO phenomenon completely. And that, of course, was in large part what they did as a result of the Condon report. Right, which was mostly psychologically oriented. It kind of said that. It kind of said, um, we don't know if it's real or not. We don't care. Either way, we have to have the public, you know, quit uh, getting freaked out about it because it could cause a lot of problems for the government. Um, so we've got to kind of dissuade them or, or, or you know, make them look elsewhere, um, which many have attempted to do. Um, which may have worked for the media for a while, but uh, hasn't worked overall. But one thing I think is interesting is uh, that's one thing I I appreciate about Nick Pope, who's going to be speaking at the conference, is that in the 90s, he was officially looking at UFO cases uh, for the UK Ministry of Defense. And he talks about several good cases 
that he thinks were really interesting. In fact, one in the 90s, I think it's the Cosford uh, case, where there were military and police who had seen objects. Um, and then another case from the 90s, of course, is the Belgium uh, Triangle Wave, where the Belgian general, uh, Wilfred de Brouwer, still talks about their their investigation of that case, a very thorough and professionally organized investigation in which they spoke with very many military and police uh, witnesses, among others, who had seen these triangle-shaped objects flying around. So um, the cases are fewer and far between in that, you know, there are less official sources and um, we don't have a Blue Book. We don't have an organization with the resources that Blue Book had. As feeble as the uh, as the resources were that Blue Book had, they were still um, more resources than, for instance, a MUFON has, which is a uh, volunteer organization where people, uh, when they have t- time, investigate this stuff. And uh, these are typically people with children and family and jobs. And who has the time to do anything when, when you're managing your life? So, you know, the, the resources towards looking uh, for UFOs has is, is been feeble. So unfortunate. And that's, I guess, the problem we have with MUFON. MUFON's been around for, what, 58 years? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Since 1969, I believe. uh, I mean, they were a different, they were Midwest UFO uh, um, network at first, and then they changed over to Mutual when they, their... uh, they covered the country and they merged uh, with other UFO organizations. And, uh, yeah. And we've had others come along, KUFOS, uh, which started by J. Allen Hynek, or NICAP, uh, which you talked about, Kehoe, was started by him. And that had a lot of He actually didn't involved. start NICAP. It was started by a guy named T. Townsend Brown. That's right. I what, forgot. He was a guy who was into anti-gravity research. The organization right. went on hard times. And Kehoe took it over and then added all his military buddies to the board of directors. And that made a lot of people suspect it was just a government front designed to deflect attention. Well, uh, Kehoe was certainly not someone to deflect attention. Um, Kehoe, I think, was very good at getting people's attention with claims that many people thought were um, kind of, uh, um, you know, sensational. Uh, so he had a lot of attention on him. Um, but I think he had more attention than the organization did overall. Well, he was Donald Kehoe. He was a best-selling author. I think that was the reason. I got a story, by the way. I've told this in the PowerCast before. Maybe you want to respond to it. And that okay. is that in the early 50s, Kehoe was in direct communication with Project Blue Book. He talked with their PR director, a guy named Al Chop. And uh-huh. they were giving him cases over the phone. And then a young guy from back east goes to Washington, D.C., a guy named James W. Mosley. He's going to uh-huh. write a UFO book, which he never wrote. I mean, he did have this book called Shockingly Close to the Truth that was partly based on the notes. But his original book was never published. And he goes in there, and they let him in the Air Force Blue Book headquarters, and they show him the files and he's allowed to use the office typewriter and take as much as he could type. Now, this got to be a pretty interesting situation. I'll tell you why in a moment. We have Alejandro Rojas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Bearcast. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So let me tell you about the story with Jim Osley in Project Blue Book in the early 50s. But first, to tell you that we have a second radio show we want you to listen to. And this special project called The Paracast Plus is a way for you to really support the show personally. You get a high-resolution version of this show, free of the network ads, after the Paracast, show transcripts, videos coming. We've already got one great video up there. Check it out, plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. So, by any extent here, we've got Jim Mosley, and Jim Mosley goes to the Air Force, and he personally types out all these cases, the ones that are interesting. And wherever he could type, he takes with him. Fine. Kehoe is getting this stuff on the phone from people like Al Chop. Kehoe learns what Mosley's doing. Talk about flip-out time. He flips out. How could you let him have this information? And so they shut the doors to getting this information so freely because Kehoe complained. Mm-hmm. All because of Jim Mosley. And Mosley thought at the time it was a matter of jealousy. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about that. I think it's it, totally unfair. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know a story that would happen today with all the territorialism and and infighting in, in the field. If I can't have it, nobody can. Type of attitude, which happens sometimes, and um, which is frustrating, where one person can ruin it for everybody. Well, the thing I wonder about here is how much cooperation do we have in the UFO field these days? We want MUFON to go out there saying they're scientific, that in a sense this is the premier organization, the largest, the oldest, etc. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help with cooperation. Well, I, I guess it depends on what you mean because I think if anything, for better or worse, that's kind of Jan's idea. And it could be that uh, I think that's what uh, is perhaps what frustrates a lot of people is I think Jan wants to cooperate with everybody. I think uh, Jan wants MUFON to be that umbrella organization, and he wants to do what he can for everyone, even if what people are doing falls outside of the the scope of the scientific investigation. And uh, that's what makes it difficult. By doing that, then he let's in perhaps the organization have some scope creep where they're getting into areas that aren't necessarily scientific. I think he's trying to work with Jaime and others, and and that's what gets him uh, in trouble with some people. The feeling is that he's not being discriminatory enough. He's not being careful, circumspect about whom he's cooperating with. Right, because he's trying to cooperate with everyone. So that I guess it's it's difficult when you're running an organization like that and necessarily what to do. And uh, I can see the argument either way. Um, my argument, of course, used to be that MUFON can't be that un- umbrella organization and keep to its mission, whereas everybody wanted MUFON to be that. I just felt MUFON couldn't. And it wasn't fair to people asked, to ask MUFON to do that. If you feel that uh, this needs to be done, then go do it. Go start your own organization. Find an organization that does this. But with limited resources, it's difficult for MUFON to do everything. Uh, That's why I felt, you know, it was best perhaps for MUFON to focus on less and uh, more credible kind of uh, more scientific research. Um, And Jan's idea is opposite. He wants to say yes to everyone and try to make everybody happy with MUFON. And by doing that, uh, you know, you associate yourself with people or, or things, the topics that, you know, others are going to be disappointed about. You can't please everyone. And in fact, you know, with MUFON and its membership, I think my idea of being more scientific might, dis- might make more people upset than Jan's method, to be honest. You know, who's to say who's right? Definitely. Who takes the best approach? But in terms of various organizations about UFOs, the thing here is that we have all sorts of different viewpoints as to what to favor. MUFON tends to be in the ET camp. And you almost think from the way they run the organization, it's all about proving ET. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that kind of limit what they're doing? Well, uh, of course, they don't just do that. They do have the Robert Powell's, uh, you know, director of research, and he's got a scientific board. Of course, if you read their papers, they're great. They're much more careful. They're certainly not assumptive of the ET hypothesis. In fact, 
you know, I've interviewed him when it comes to putting together their top 10 list, which takes them like a year to do. So they won't have the 2015 top 10 list out for months because they, you know, comb over all of their cases and they're very careful and it boils down to very few cases that they feel are, you know, their best cases. Um, Those sort of reports are very credible. Um, So you have that going on, but of course it doesn't get the type of attention as uh, some of the more sensational stuff that's going on, like the focus on the ET aspects. Uh, and, and I think you're right that if you were to visit the site it, you, and look through it, it, you would have this assumption that uh, you know we are being contacted by aliens. And I think even perhaps Jan has even written something to that effect. But I think you know, as, as much as it frustrates people, we don't have proof of that. Where is the smoking gun? We don't have that. We mostly have anecdotal information. And that alone is evidence of something, and it makes it something worthy of study, but it's not proof. Even with that anecdotal information, you can't say for sure, and this is the sort of thing Jacques Vallée talks about that frustrates people, you can't say for sure that that is extraterrestrial. Even if you have a third party, some sort of entity, like some people claim, telling them that they're extraterrestrial, how do you know they're telling you the truth? I think that's what David Jacobs is saying. You can always assume that they're they're lying. But how do you know? My argument is how do you know that isn't an internal voice? How do you know it's external, especially if it's something you can't see and you're sensing? Even if it is something you supposedly can't see, how do you know that? You need to be more careful, I think. And how do you prove it? You can't prove it. All you can say is, here's my experience. So we can collect experiences, but it's important when you want to have credibility that you frame them as experiences and not proof. Uh, Something that's interesting that needs to be looked at. But uh, I think that's where you can get into trouble. And I think that's why... Currently, I don't think you have as much. When it comes to mainstream coverage by the media, I think uh, we get a lot of positive coverage, even for our conference. And it's honestly because I try to steer the media away from the more uh, fringe stuff and steer them towards the more credible. But often they'll go seek the fringe stuff and they'll go there. But uh, I think one of the people who uh, is doing best in that arena is Leslie Kane. Um, she's very careful about what she says and how. And she's always taken very seriously by the media. You rarely see her being made fun of or her material being made fun of. You have people like James Oberg challenging it, but uh, she always has a very sober response. And I think if you look at James Oldberg's challenges to her book, uh, she came out on top because she noted, you're talking about things I didn't even talk about in my book, which is kind of disingenuous. So I think that uh, Leslie's approach is really where things have to head. But unfortunately, with the world becoming more sensational and credibility and talking points being backed by fact are less prevalent that uh, it may not be the direction the world is going, but I think uh, it's definitely something that brings credibility. Uh, I just hope that you know there are more people following that direction. 
And I think it's great that we have some people in the mainstream media. We have Billy Cox, but also with like Lee Spiegel, you know, out there bringing a lot of attention. We've got three more segments to go with Alejandro Rojas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Barragast. If you're fascinated by UFOs, ancient aliens, archaeological mysteries, ghost hunting, Atlantis, and any other paranormal topic as we are, be sure to check out apmagazine.info each month. Since 1985, it has presented the latest research by top researchers like Andrew Collins, Brad Steiger, and many others, and contains interviews with such leading personalities as Jacques Vallée. Check, click on one of their banners and check out apmagazine.info. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Hey guys, Pat Matthews here to tell you all about the newest and best way to sell your products online. It's BuySellMakeOffer.com, a brand new site to sell your stuff online. Your old golf clubs, sports equipment, tools, and yes, even your car. Forget about the other guys. BuySellMakeOffer.com will never charge you item fees. Go to the website now and sign up so that you can soon load all your stuff up to sell. This is not an auction site. Just use our resources along with Skype and videos to sell your items quickly and with no fees. Go right now to user-friendly BuySellMakeOffer.com where the first 30 days are on us. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182.
So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So if you tune in late and you're listening on one of our two dozen or so affiliates, well... Chris O'Brien is a bit under the weather this week. I think it's because he forgot to take his flu shot. He'll tell us later. When we do after the PowerCast, we have Alejandro Rojas from Open Minds, and they also bring you the International UFO Congress. You go to ufocongress.com, you get more information, and openminds.tv to get more information about that. And we're talking about different approaches to the UFO mystery and all the attendant stuff. But do you think at all, and this is something we've talked about in the PowerCast from time to time, do you think at all we'll ever get to a final solution, or is it not in our lifetime? Well, it's funny because as we fight and argue down here uh, about uh, on the planet Earth about this or that, if this really is an extraterrestrial phenomenon, we're working on their timeline. And it's funny that people get so upset with the government or so upset with this person or that person or or this or that. It, it seems silly that if, if you really do believe this is an extraterrestrial situation, we would be working on their timeline. So it would be up to them. I think if it's up to humans, never. I think that there is no motivation, even if all of those conspiracy theories exist, and there's certainly no motivation for anybody to come forward. But even if you think of a middle-of-the-line kind of conspiracy theory, that there's, let's say, this MJ-12 organization or something, what motivation would they have to come forward? Zero. I don't think any at all. And even if you look at politics, which is mostly about rhetoric, it's, it's about moving people and, and trying to change things, but it's also about politics. It's about why would a, a politician want to disenfranchise any large or powerful organization or open up a can of worms? They may speak to something, but they're going to do it in a safe way where they can contain any damage uh, coming from either direction, either the secret holders or from the public. So it's going to be very tempered and careful if uh, there were any talking points towards this effect. And that's all they would be, is talking points. Um, that's all we get. I don't see it. Perhaps the public will become more and more interested in this topic and there will be sort of movements. I think that the way things move is that there will have to become then scientific. Uh, I think the best way would be that there would be resources put towards the science. Things like UFOTOG, which Doug Trumbull and Mark D'Antonio are working on and we'll talk about, or UFO Data, which is another project where they're trying to put together, you know, different telemetry, different technology that can capture different, you know, emissions from possible UFOs to discover more about them. Uh, but of course, 
equipment costs money, so there has to be funds put towards something like that. Towards that, that would be helpful. These sort of things, or the mini cubes, these guys building these satellites to go look for UFOs. That's kind of a cool, helpful thing. I think more of those sorts of projects can help move us towards something because when you have an organization like that perhaps obtain some data that is unexplainable, that sort of thing moves the public more than anything. And An example being the Kepler find of this planet or this star that has this weird kind of twinkling or, or dimming of the lights, which might be explained by something passing over it, perhaps large construction projects by aliens or spaceships or something that, you know, a civilization is blocking the light from the planet here and there. A Dyson sphere is one of the types of technology they suspect. That has really captured not only the public's attention, but also the scientific community's attention because now they're writing stories, they're writing papers about what might be going on. They're open to this extraterrestrial answer. And uh, that is fascinating. I think that's really moving this whole topic in the in the right direction. And uh, I think that's more of what we need to see. And uh, so, and that's exciting enough. Discovery and people looking to discover more in that arena. That is really exciting. Uh, more movement towards that direction, I think, is great. I think people need to relax when it comes to disclosure and some major revelation. That's not how the world works. I think everybody wants this easy solution. Nothing is easy. Everything takes hard work. And you got to join in those people doing the hard work. You, people may criticize MUFON, but you know what? Those people are out on the street. They're putting in hours and hours of work. Uh, you and I are putting in hours and hours of work. Lee Spiegel, John Greenwald, all of the speakers that we have, they're all putting in their, their sweat equity, hours of work to try to figure something out. That's what we have to do instead of just trolling and complaining about everything on the Internet and hoping for something big to happen. you got to get out there and do something. And uh, I have a lot of respect for everybody that we've talked about, even you know uh, the people I may not agree with that they're at least they're out there doing something well i think one of the big things here that we're also concerned about is whether we are focusing so much on et that if ufos turn out to be something else we're going to miss it <laughs> that's exactly kind of where the x-files is going is that you know Mulder was so focused on the et aspect that he totally missed that there is some underlying conspiracy going on where he could have been heading, trying to uncover the truth about this major conspiracy, and instead he's looking for aliens. I think that's exactly what the point of the X-Files, uh, where it's headed, is, is making. Yeah, we shouldn't just fall for one theory. And maybe if you do fall for that theory, it serves the interests of anyone who wants to mislead you as to what's going on. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, who knows? I think, you know, when it comes to science, this is happening every day with the amazing space discoveries uh, when it comes to extrasolar planets or even planets in our solar system, the ninth planet, or planets that are, are these, these uh, wandering planets, these orphan planets that don't even circle a sun, or just any number of things, they are discovering things that they never could have imagined would have existed 
or they're discovering that many of their theories were so wrong that the real answer was something they their imagined couldn't have even comprehended. And I think that's the the argument that Jacques makes. That uh, you know, Chris O'Brien. I think you you know we all love this theory uh, that there are more. There's more to be discovered. Some of this this phenomena. Uh, it's unknown because we don't know what it is. And the answers are probably going to be things that our imagination just couldn't have even conceived of. And uh, that, I think, is exciting. Um, it might be boring if it was just, oh, it's just these aliens. Um, it could be much, much more than that. And, um, you know, Jacques is kind of a champion of that thought. I think it's being more intelligent and, and open to the possibilities uh, so that you don't run in the wrong direction. I think that's his message, and that's one of the reasons I'm such a huge fan of his. Well, I think the key here, and this is also one of the reasons why I liked the work that John Keel did, is to question the conventional wisdom. And we'll question things more in a moment. We've got Alejandro Rojas with us. More to come. You're in the Barricast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks, all on the nation's best 4G LTE network? Introducing PIX Wireless. Bring your phone and other qualifying devices to PIX and choose a plan starting at only $14 a month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-267-2056 or PIXWireless.com. Spelled P-I-X, Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like.
Greetings, Phenomenal Ones. This is Dr. Jeremiah C. Hackley of Phenomenal Center. I want to invite you to the Phenomenal Health and Healing Conference in the city of Knoxville, February the 7th and the 8th. We have coming Dr. Joel Wallach. He is a two-time Nobel Prize nominee, the Humanitarian Award winner for Natural Medicine, featured at the United Nations, and have 75 peer reviews published in health journals. Dr. Wallach has an answer for you. Call us right now. We only have 100 seats. 865-851-7269. Health is not a matter of chance, but it is a matter of choice. Call us right now. 865-851-7269. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details in the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Alejandro Rojas is here. We're just doing it all alone. He and I. Chris O'Brien is under the weather, but should be back for after the Paracast. After the Paracast is the exclusive podcast available if you subscribe and only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com plus.theparacast.com Let us continue with Alejandro Rojas. We're looking now at possible theories about UFOs and UFO belief and we're focusing heavily here on the fact that there are, are so many assumptions being made about UFOs and what they might be and maybe we should open our minds. Now, I want to ask you something here. I don't think you heard last week's episode. We talked about synchronicity with a fellow named Dr. Kirby Surprise. We've also talked about it with Mike Cleland, whom you know, and also Walter Bosley. And they're all pointing to a lot of different possibilities for unknown phenomena. Now, in terms of synchronicity, what's your take on that? Have you ever encountered it in your personal experience? Yeah, I definitely. I encounter it quite a bit. And I don't know. You know, it's kind of weird because uh, I kind of put those sort of issues for me in what I would call kind of a philosophical kind of area. So it's kind of life philosophies for myself as, as instead of like a hard rule that is somehow scientifically proven. And I kind of feel like that feeling of synchronicity, whatever it may be for me, are kind of like landmarks 
Uh, often when I feel synchronistic about something, it's something that is good. Like if there's a project I take on, for instance, it, it often, and that I, I'm curious, should I be doing this or not? There's lots of synchronicities that happen that make me feel like, oh, this is the right thing. Or even, you know, in a new relationship or something like that. Of course, that's, it's kind of out there. It's, it's not necessarily something that's, that's definitive, but it's a feeling that I, I certainly have had. So, but as far as why we have them, I, you know, I have a psychology major and I always think of um, those kind of aspects in, in that perhaps it isn't paranormal. However, you know, along these lines is, and this is what's really cool. One of the speakers we're having is Dr. Claude Swanson at the conference, and he is fascinating. He's a theoretical physicist. Um, he went to school at MIT and at Princeton. Then he worked at MIT. He's worked for the National Science Foundation, all of these defense contracts and things like this. But he has this theory. A lot of theoretical physicists, including Dr. Michio Kaku, really their, their thing is the theory of everything. How can, you know, all, it's all got to fit inside of a calculation. Um, Einstein was looking for that. Everybody was looking for that. But he feels that there is something to like the idea of chi or these subtle forces or even the Russians call this kind of idea of chi torsion. Or there's a psychologist who is into UFOs and stuff who called it Oregon uh, Energy. I forget his name right now. It's a German name. But um, he believes that there's a, there's a theory that there's a sort of like subtle energy that or a quantum type of particle that is just difficult to measure that is uh, somehow – part of everything's makeup, including our minds. It's almost like the force. That is The why. force is real. Yeah, that the force is real and that this allows for connections within time-space that are outside of our normal time-space and it allows for not just paranormal phenomena but also for multi-dimensional travel and faster-than-light type of travel and stuff like this. So he believes that perhaps... You know, if UFOs are using this sort of or extraterrestrial civilizations out there are using this, they know how to to manipulate it and use it to to travel. So he goes into the science of the paranormal and studies that have been done in like China and in in Russia that are just incredible, really fascinating. So he believes that synchronicity is a part of all of this. In fact, he calls his book or his website, Synchronized Universe, that somehow we are all kind of synced in a way that we don't realize. And I think his ideas are really fascinating. Well, I definitely think we should look at out-of-the-box thinking, and I think that's one of the big things about the UFO field that always disturbs me, is the fact that we make so many assumptions as to what's going on that we don't step back and say, okay, we have this stuff going on, this is the evidence that seems to repeat itself that we consider consistent. Now, what might be causing it? Forget about spaceships or anything. Just look at the data and start from scratch. And that's a big problem. Yeah. A lot of people have a problem with wanting answers. And you know what? There's a lot of people listening to this show that come to the lectures. They want answers. And that's why some of the people who start off their talks with, I got it all figured out. 
here's the deal, people. Um, and and what really shocks me about some of the people who come to the conferences or are in this field is that they'll gravitate towards these people. But these people are saying different things. And they're saying, don't listen to that person. They got it all wrong. I'm the one who's got all the answers. But That's still the like- key. That's the key, Alejandro. The key is that people want answers. They don't yeah. want someone to come in there. And I've run into this situation when I first started lecturing about UFOs. I was in my late teens or early 20s. And I tried to give a balanced view. Okay, we've got this incredible phenomenon, all these strange things going on. They wanted to know, okay, fine, what's the answer? Well, we haven't figured that out yet. That's not acceptable. Right. And they So get in upset. a sense, the speaker is forced to give an answer if he wants to keep doing these speeches. Yep. Yeah, and I'm telling everybody, first speakers, be true to yourself. That's all you can do. My favorite speakers, that's, you know, they're ready to admit they don't know. And you know what, people, if you think you have it figured out, you're wrong. And what you need to do is to make your life happier, uh, to be able to, I think, even be wiser and discover more, sit back and go through this exercise and tell yourself, I know nothing. I'm a bonehead. I don't know crap because you don't. There's so much more to discover out there. Nobody, Einstein didn't know any, everything. Look how much we've discovered since Einstein. He didn't know crap. Nobody knows. There's this saying I like that a, a fool believes he's wise and a wise man knows he's a fool. But when you look at it, well, why should I think that I'm a fool and I don't know anything? Because th- you don't know much. What you know is very little but when you admit that to yourself, that can be uh, advantageous because, first of all, you're going to be open to new ideas. Your brain is going to be able to um, conceive different ideas and put different things together and come up with new innovative things. But you're going to be happier and just the sense of wonderment because if you don't know and you you realize you don't know, then you're learning. You're open to learning new things every day. And existence is this wonderful journey of discovery. A- and then, you know, everything. You never know what's around the corner. I know when we go to this conference, I'm going to learn new things and there's going to be new fascinating discoveries. I know when I talk to you on this podcast or we go to lunch or whenever I do a podcast, I'm going to lo- learn new and amazing things. And it's good to be open to that and open to the to the genuine nature of discovery um, and to know that there's new things to learn. We don't know everything. And it's also honoring. I think it's you're able to honor everybody's points of view a little easier that way in that, hey, everybody's got a piece of the puzzle. There are uh, – everybody has some sort of answer. And um, I think it's just damaging to think that you have all the answers. And if someone tells you at the beginning of their talk, I have all the answers, most likely that's the person that has the least answers. And that's what always happens here. The people who sometimes become very popular are those who say, okay, sit down. I'll tell you what it's all about. Just listen to me. It's almost like a certain political figure. We'll get into that in a moment. One more segment with Alejandro Rojas. And Gene Steinberg, you're in The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database, so you get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. 
clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So don't you think it's true that people are so anxious to have answers that they'll listen to somebody who says, I figured it all out for you. They'll listen to Donald Trump because Donald Trump says, I know how to deal with Mexico. I know how to stop the illegal immigration. Of course, he ignores the fact that the number of people getting into this country from the southern border and the U.S. is at the lowest level since 2003. (laughs) Right. But that works against their theory. So, of course, Mm -hmm. you can't tell the truth. You just have to say, well, we'll have the answers. You know, it's easy. Rhetoric is really easy. And it's easy for Donald Trump to come out and say whatever he wants And this always happens during presidential races or any sort of political race is that it's easy for a politician to, you know, just use rhetoric to say things. It's another thing to actually make things happen. Donald Trump, I don't think he cares about whether or not these things can happen or not because he loves the attention he gets by saying stuff. But the same thing happens in this field. And that we can go out and we can blah, blah, blah all day long, but actually discovering and making things happen is a totally different thing. And it's better to be careful about things, to make more strides, to actually move in the directions that you want to move. You're going to get there further by being open and trying to discover and learn. And especially in this day and age when things change so rapidly, being very fluid and open to changing and adapting. But rhetoric can be easy. And, and this it happens in this field. You can go listen to rhetoric all day if that's what you want to do. But is it going to reach your goal? Is, is Donald Trump going to build a fence like the Great Wall of China? Like he says, no, it's not going to happen. Is he going to get all the illegal Mexicans out of the country? No. Who's going to do it? Nobody's going to do it. Is he going to do it all by himself? He's bringing our Joe Apio over here from Phoenix out to talk about this. Joe Apio hasn't done it. Joe Apio has busted a lot of, you know, hardworking people, but he hasn't made any headway in like there being less illegals. I, I don't want to get too political because of who I believe has been successful, <laughs> but um Uh, You've already mentioned that. But right, rhetoric is just rhetoric. It's hollow words. And maybe that's what some people want. But uh, at least for a lot of us who uh, I think you're a true researcher, you want to make discoveries. Even if you're a true activist, you want to make some progress. And we can say the government's going to disclose tomorrow every day and it not happen. Um, that doesn't really get us anywhere. In fact, all we're doing is crying wolf. And so then you're losing your credibility. And the um, problem with that is you keep saying the same thing over and over again, and maybe it'll happen. Maybe there is something to disclose and there will be some revelation. But it's the boy who cried wolf. You keep yeah. saying it. Eventually, people will look at you and say, all right, enough already. 
Yeah. So the real information comes forth. Well, all right, enough already. You're telling us the same story every year. It's time to give it up. It's time to look for another solution. We've been talking about disclosure since the 1950s. Major mm-hmm. Kehoe was saying disclosure coming soon, coming soon to a congressional hearing near you. They had congressional hearings in the mid-60s. What we get? The Condon Report. You know, do you expect to trust Congress to do anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mentors are some of these guys like John Schuschler or some of these older people that I have known. Lee, or Leo Sprinkle I've known for years or some of these older gentlemen, Stan Friedman and some of these guys. They don't feel the same way a lot of people do because they've been in this for so long that I remember, I think it was John Schuessler. Well, John Schuessler said he was really excited disclosure was going to happen, you know, back in the 70s. And then you had President Carter coming out and saying, I saw a UFO and I'm going to have disclosure happen. I have this great interview with Steven Spielberg where he's even talking about that uh, disclosure happening. But it didn't um, with all of the talk and everything that happened. And it hasn't. And so they get skeptical that it'll happen during their lifetime. And I think I'm there. I just don't see that happening. And I don't think we're working on our timeline anyway. But um, so I think then it's more important to focus on other things. The thing here, I think, is before we hope for disclosure, which is a compound, we've got to redouble our efforts to figure out what's going on, not make these assumptions. And that puts a MUFON in a bad light because to them it appears to be all ET. So how do you regenerate that interest in the search for a valid theory, whatever it might be, even if it's not ET? Well, I I don't think that's putting MUFON in the right light at all, though, because that's the other argument I used to make is MUFON is a lot of people. And Robert Powell won't tell you the same thing. He won't tell you the ET hypothesis is certain. And he's their director of research. Um, I know others, like the, the guy who runs the um, one of their special investigation teams is similar. There's many people, many state directors. So there are different – MUFON is so large, a volunteer organization made up of 5,000 subscribers, thousands of, of uh, investigators – they don't all feel the same. Really, their feelings run the gamut of this field. Um, so uh, perhaps you could say that when it comes to maybe the uh, leadership, or at least with Jan himself personally. Um, but Jan, of course, is just one man. Um, so I think that those people, um, just like this field, those people in that organization who feel that they've already got it figured out are limiting themselves. Um, but I don't think they're the people that are also making the, the biggest discoveries. Whereas the people who are making the bigger discoveries are the people who are more open. Um, and I say that just because, you know, when I think of some of the most exciting research, uh, like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, the Homeland Security video and the research done on that to me is one of the exciting stories of the year. And, um, you know, those are all researchers who did this investigation independent of MUFON, but there are people involved with MUFON. And, uh, and I think their work arguably could represent, you know, um, people in MUFON and what they think as well. So, so maybe in spite of the leadership, good work is being done anyway. I would say in spite of that Jan's role isn't to do that research, but the people whose role it is to do that research 
are doing a, a great job. So maybe we'll get something, but then it's been so many years, you've got to feel jaded, don't you? Yeah, certainly. But then again, um, you don't feel jaded if you realize that we don't know much and we're discovering new every day, something new every day. And that makes every discovery fascinating and fun. And that's where I am, and that's what keeps me motivated. So every discovery, this discovery by John Greenwald that the DIA lost their files, that's really exciting to me. And whatever big story there'll be tomorrow will be the next exciting thing. The CIA making a big deal about UFOs to help promote X-Files, that's really exciting. That's my next story I'll be writing about. And, of course, all of the cool things going on at the UFO Congress is exciting. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. Alejandro Rojas, please tell our listeners if they want more information about what you do, where do they go? If you want more information, we update our website daily with UFO stories at openminds.tv. We also have a YouTube page, uh, very active social media. Just look for openminds.tv. And of course, for the UFO Congress, you'll find it there at openminds.tv. We sponsor the Congress, um, but you'll find that at ufocongress.com. And you'll find also some of the exciting mainstream media attention we've gotten already. I think I mentioned I was on Fox News last night, and they've been treating the topic very seriously. So that's been a lot of fun. And we'll have a, a lot more in the media in the coming days. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. Look for the Paracast on Twitter. Look for two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Doesn't matter which one you visit. Now, if you want to hear our second radio show called After the Paracast, a wrap-up show, special interviews, color commentary, a lot more, You've got to be a member of the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. You get after the Paracast, you get this show, free of the network ads, better quality audio. You also get show transcripts, videos, more to come for a modest monthly, annual, five-year, even a lifetime subscription rate. That's plus.theparacast.com for the Paracast Plus. Alejandro Rojas, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. It's great to be back. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.